0: Hello and welcome to Episode 6 of the Carbiz Chronicles. Thank you so much for participating to this point. It has been excellent. So in this episode, I am joined by Matt Triana of Reunion Marketing and Marty Valdejuli from Matthews Motors, also in the North Carolina area. And let me tell you guys something. We did this down at their offices uh, in uh, Raleigh for Reunion and it was a great space, but realistically, this was probably the most important conversation that I had throughout all of my travels for the Carbiz Chronicles. This is about vendor-dealer relationship, okay? And some of you may have heard, we're putting on our own show to help address everything you're hearing in this upcoming episode. You're gonna hear Marty talk about how frustrating it is to spend a million, yes, that's right, a million dollars with a vendor and get absolutely zero support. And it started with him being oversold on the product by the vendor. And those are the sort of things that we want to help with. Enough about our event. Let's talk more about this episode. You're going to learn what sets companies like Reunion apart from big box companies that take your millions and don't call you back you're going to find out what it's like to be a dealer who's trying to get it all put together with very little support. You see, this is the biggest, baddest episode we've done because it's about dealers and their partners. So please grab your pen, grab your team. Hell, if you've got vendors, grab them. They need to see this too. Sit back, relax, and enjoy episode six of the Car Biz Chronicles. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Carbiz Chronicles. We are here live at Reunion Marketing, Raleigh, North Carolina. I'm joined by a client and friend of ours at Carbiz, also a client here at Reunion, Marty Valdejuli. Got it. I'll run. thank you, Marty. Quick background on you,
1: my friend. Um, e-commerce director with Matthews Motors here. we got three stores, one in Clayton, one in Goldsboro, another one in Wilmington, North Carolina. Been with them for a little over seven years. Okay. I grew up in the car business. Grew up in the car business, period. Dad had kid. stores, right? Dad had stores, worked my way up. I think I've done everything with f and I. F and i Well, I got news for you. You're missing nothing. It's <laughs> the worst nine months of my life. I appreciate Okay? That. It's yep. the
0: worst. Just keep skipping over it. If you can continue your career without it, I suggest anyone do the same. Also, Matt Triana, is that correct? Matt Triana, was, I was off. Is it right? Triana. Triana, all right. Matt is officially here at Reunion. What's the
2: position? VP of Marketing. VP of Marketing. And before this? It's Marketing Consultant. So before, so I started ringing in three years ago uh, when the company was founded um, and I was working primarily with dealers as a marketing consultant. So helping with their digital plan, going over our services every month. Um, And before that, I actually worked at a 33 store group here in Raleigh. um, And I was doing the same kind of thing for the dealer side though. So I was managing 12 stores where I was doing everything from traditional media and digital. Really? Yeah. All of them? Both sides. Yeah. And
0: then you told us before we went on air that there was a brief stint in the sales world. Is that correct? Yes.
2: Very brief, very brief stint. <laughs> which, no, which you did not enjoy. It did go well. No. no okay. did not go well. We're not
0: all fit for sales, my yes. friend. Right? It's all right. No, not a big not deal. Well. well, we're here today to be talking about all things vendors, right? And, and this is an interesting relationship because when I met you, Marty, you were getting to take on a pretty huge undertaking about taking all your stores under one digital umbrella. Correct. When you guys did it as a, in the philosophy of it all, what was the hope, what was the reason behind a group of your size, three stores doing a, a good number of used cars? Why wasn't this idea to just try and take
1: everything under one? I think we looked at it to try to streamline the process. Okay. Looking at the digital retail platform the way the industry is evolving. Try to bring everything in: reporting, analytics, inventory. Just following everything through one rooftop. Because one provider has all of those options, and you decided that that would be the route you wanted to take. Correct. We sat down with the owner, uh, GM of each store, went over it, came up with strategies, weighed out pros and cons. And how long ago was that when you guys started doing Mark on the journey? It's been a little over a year, so it was probably January. About a year and a half.
0: Year and a half. Yeah. That was how.
1: So we're a year and a half. Fast forward to today.
0: Yeah. Has things followed along the journey that you guys thought
1: you'd be on a year and a half? No. It's yeah. been it's been a, it's been a, a struggle. A struggle. Yeah, you got different to me different companies that have all come under one company.
0: Doesn't make it one company. Doesn't Is that make your, them your point? One company, correct. Yeah.
1: So you have, I think, certain companies that were good in certain areas. Sure. And we're running into, they might have a strength in one department, and you're talking SEO, you're talking paid search, you're talking website, a little bit of reputation management, getting into video, getting into social. It's hard for one company. Now we're, unfortunately, figuring out yeah. to handle and have a great support staff to handle all that. And uh, employees with that experience level. Right. I think that's one of the issues we're running into. I think
0: that's one of the bigger issues they run into. And Matt, from your guys' position, how do you try and... How do you fight that? How do you kind of try to fight back against inexperience at a, at a what you guys call a marketing consultant, marketing right? A marketing consultant, how do, you, how do you fight that or how do you guys go to build that
2: from the very beginning? Yeah, so first thing we do is like I said, we look at the hiring process. So when we're hiring, we're looking for people, if they're client facing, they need to be outgoing, they need to have that personality where they're gonna pick up a phone um, before emailing or texting. Like we want people to be on the phone, in the stores as much as possible. And in the beginning, we were looking more for dealer experience. Like we wanted that background, but we found that they weren't always achieving the level of customer service we wanted. So then we said, "All right, let's let's do the dealer training here. Like we can do that. We can train on it." So we actually have a program called Dealer School that we do weekly. Um, it's a guy that worked in a dealership and worked at our group with us. So he's training on everything you mentioned. Like he's training on inventory, F and I. They're training on. How does, um, what is an RO in service? And we're training our team, even though we just do SEO, paid search, social, even though we just do those services, we're training them on how a whole dealership operates. So, wow. yeah, so it's something that, it's gone really well and we invite the entire company to it. So like, even if you're a paid search person, they're invited to those trainings. Because that's
0: a big part of what reunion marketing does is automotive, right? I mean, you, yeah. guys, you guys are a marketing company, but yes. your main focus is automotive. Yep. That is not, have you heard of that? Have you ever heard of vendors? educating their people on the dealer side of things not not too many now no, no. That's,
1: that's far few between yeah that,
0: that's, a, that's a very unique approach i, yeah. I really like that yeah. I, really, I can really appreciate it because I, I sit here and i don't hear it enough right I, I live in dealerships i grew up in a marty the same way you, you were on the marketing side a little bit on the sales side but there's a there's a difference when you're in a dealership you know that, that i hate to draw that line but there is there is a way to go about that um when you have marketing consultants that come on that, that go through that training. Do you find that it's easier to retain non-automotive people and train them up in automotive than the automotive person who comes in and kind of thinks they
2: know it? I mean, does is that, is that play into it? Yeah. Yeah. I would say it's, we haven't really lost people. But, yeah, I, would say the, pretty good yeah, but I would say the people don't have usually a good perception of automotive when they come in. Sure. And once they start learning it, we have a number of people that are like, I love automotive. And now, I love, yeah, and I love working at it. But they didn't know before. Yeah, the stigma, yeah, unfortunate yeah, stigma, yeah, yeah. which, yeah,
0: yeah. What, what can we do, right? You know, yeah. That, you got to meet good people like yourself to or, yeah. yeah, try and change it up a little bit. Marty, when you look, you guys did the, you know, you did the process all under one roof, all under one thing, a year and a half later, you're starting to see that that maybe isn't working out. How are you piecing now this back together? What is now the, how do you refocus after making this kind of plunge into one
1: world? How do you emerge from it trying to do the best you can for your stores? I think right now we're kind of backing up a little, going we'll focus on what's working, okay. trying to improve on that, trying to get rid of what's not working, um, looking at other options, looking at other vendors. Uh, How do you vet vendors? What goes into your process? When Marty
0: wants a new chat company, what does Marty do?
1: Reach out, do a little bit of networking, but I also like to do my homework. I go in, check them out, talk with these guys, do one-on-one phone conversation, do a group conversation, bring our team in, they'll bring their team in and to see if it's a good fit for our strategy. Uh, doesn't necessarily mean the tomatoes, money, right? What's doesn't, doesn't necessarily mean the money. No. It means the fit. Yep. So you're, you're willing to pay for the fit. Correct. So it doesn't have to be the lowest number on the front. Right, plan. we're not the, you know, you talk to different vendors, they tell us what they do with all these other dealerships and other dealer groups. <clears throat> we're a little different. We do a lot of subprime, we do a lot of bankruptcy financing. So. What they offer, the way they might build out campaigns, their strategies might be more tailored. Just to, I know we are. So. Because you talked
0: about that when I first met you, you talked about this idea that the Matthew stores just didn't want to be a number. Right. Didn't didn't just didn't want to be right. on the total as one more guy. Yeah, correct. You uh, you since made a transition over to new marketing on some things that you do. Do you feel the difference in, in how you're cared for from that humongous firm down to more of the niche firm? Is that the difference you feel? Absolutely. Yeah? Yeah. And where does that come from? Does it come from the marketing consultant that works on your account? Or
1: management? I mean, how do you start to get that from you? I think from the management and the consultants, you yeah, know, there's, there's great communication going on already. I think we're about, I put a month in, I talk to the same people, I deal with the same one or two people on our account. That's important to you, right? Very important. You know, I'll sit down and explain the strategy with one person that I'm yeah. dealing with now, next thing you know, they're changing hands, passing it off, and I gotta reiterate the whole strategy again, in right. the new gameplay. And you're one guy. One guy. Trying to take
0: three stores, three stores. all the marketing, okay. all the vendors, yep. all in your all in your stock. Yep. So transitioning through it in this whole conversation, what what do you what have you learned? From trying to bring everything
1: under one roof, definitely bigger is not better. Putting okay. um, one, I think, trying to bring all your products in and relying on just one company to handle that, I just have learned that there's not enough. I don't want to say maybe it's not every vendor. There's not enough support staff. There's not enough you knowledge this out discussion. there. Yeah. There's not enough good people. There's not there's enough. There's just not. And I think that hurts some companies because you know i'm gonna obviously have to make my recommendation to my owner hey this is where i'm running into and he's going to say well why do we make this decision you know we're going to have to kind of maybe pull away from that company altogether right and i think if they can just focus on what they're good at whether it's a website whether it is maybe paid search okay with that you know some companies are good put it all under one umbrella we thought we'd be able to make it streamline it make it faster easier um, from the websites to the digital retail platforms everything tying in reporting together. You even went See as far as taking CRM, right? right? Yeah. I mean you guys went. All in CRM, All in. DMS, website, paid search, SEO. A million dollars a year. A little over it, that's correct. With everything not including you know our home nets, our V autos. Yes. A million dollars
0: a year and, and, and you can't get lost. You know what I mean? That's confusing to me. Matt, when you guys look at someone in his position, because you were helping me out on this account before you were actually even on here, and one of the notes I have for you, Matt, says go above and beyond. What does that mean to you
2: at at Reunion Marketing to go above and beyond for the dealer? Yeah, I think that we know that what they go through every day is like, they've got a lot on their plates, and usually when they're reaching out to us, it's like, we need this and we need it fast, because there's so much going on. So for us, it starts with we do our services, but if, he, if Marty were to come to me and say, quick question for you about X, Y, Z, it doesn't even something we do, we want to be able to say, hey, we have an answer. Like, if we don't know it, we're gonna get back to you, we'll find something out, we'll get you an answer. I uh, we that's part of that training I talked about. Is like We want to train on the whole scope of it, so when you call, we're giving value not just on our services, but others as well. well yeah, and, and like you did with me, like, it might even be a client. And you right. say, Can you audit this? Can you look at this? Yeah, I mean,
0: that's something that I do for my position with you guys. We've got a long-term relationship where I try to say, hey, look, you know, this is something I have access to or something I deal with. Can you guys deal with it? Um, And we were able to do the same thing for Marty. When we met him, he was transitioning website companies. We happened to know the website company he was leaving. So we said, hey, let's get in, get all the data we possibly can for this guy because we know when the site goes away, it goes away. And that's it. And Marty's the one left holding the bag um, every time. And the same thing you said happened when you transferred CRF. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, they just left all of your old files to go. Yeah. And when you switch websites, it was meta text. Right? There were some very basic SEOs that weren't tragic from the
1: previous. Yeah, level. descriptions, a lot of it. Yeah, and I remember I remember How texting tech. you
0: going, is this a big deal? And you kind of texted me back like the you know, scarlet red letter like, yeah, it's over. And I'm like, no, it can't be over. Like, I don't want money. He's got to get help. But there was no help to offer yeah. because they it hadn't was. gone through
1: it. Yeah, it's too late at that point.
0: Right. So um, is there, you've probably learned a lot
1: from oh, yeah. that part of it. Very educational. Yeah, Yeah. It's not the education <laughs> one looks for.
0: No. No, no. So here we are, you're, you're in it now, you have a new, you have a new vendor that you're working with. Um, how will you hold them accountable? What is it that Marty expects, exp, you know, puts the expectation on the vendor?
1: What does that look like? As far as accountability. Um, you know, just, just the interaction, being on the calls, emails. Uh, we'll get to the point where we're looking at reporting, and if we can just see a, a movement in our overall performance, in our analytics, in our web traffic, uh, I'm really big on customer support, so that's 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 huge. It's big for you. Yeah, and and talking to these guys before we signed on, you know, I kind of compare them to other vendors. It seems like you always have a sales rep that comes and pitch you on their product and gives you a great product. Yeah. And then you never see that sales rep anymore. Now you're on to an account manager who has nothing to do with the conversations that you had with that sales rep. Right. So. And they kind of wash
0: their hands of it almost, don't yeah. they? Like,
1: sorry, you're in support's hands now. Have a nice day. Right. And with these guys being hands-on, involved, having everybody in. We'll see how, you know, we'll see how it goes. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure
0: you haven't talked to the co-founder of your previous company that you're dealing with, yeah. as opposed to dealing with a co-founder on a regular basis. That would
1: be an interesting conversation.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it would be, wouldn't it? It'd be something it's about sad you It's say they
1: don't know what's going on, but I think that's, what's, that's why the bigger's not always better. I don't think when you get over that point, they don't know what's going on in their, in their company. Completely lost, right? It's about volume. It's about, you know.
0: The churn. The, yep. How many can we have? That's right. Not to mention all the OEM deals, which doesn't apply to you. Yeah, you're a used Cardio. Yeah, these OEM agreements mean nothing. To nope. You. Yet they get the, they get the majority of, the, of that. When you were talking specifically PPC, and you when we first met, you said, Sean, well, we're very specific man. We go after bankruptcy. We do this. We do that. And then we started to run PPC ads with a new firm. Did you find that that whole discovery call that you did with that firm just kind of meant nothing or went nowhere? I just feel like you had a call where you laid out all of the plans, and then you saw the actual pay search campaigns, and it just there were nothing on what you we were
1: talking about absolutely nothing um had nothing to do with anything we were running I mean, new car campaigns is that right new car campaigns Talk about new cars i got a car a dealership that doesn't have service they're advertising for service and unfortunately it's not real time so i have to wait a little bit to go in and dig in and find it by that time it's too late i'm already spending money and i'm guilty i mean i'm a guilty party too but i just i'm going to inspect what i expect but yeah, but let's, <laughs> I mean, I don't know if I can call you the guilty party um, I in a situation where there is no new car. I guess no I
0: right? I mean, Matt, if this is your company and, and you all of a sudden find out that this happens, what is, what is your company's reaction to running campaigns for something he doesn't offer or vehicles that aren't even on his line? I mean, would it happen here, Matt? I
2: guess it's, I mean, it's likely to it happen anywhere, but why do you think things like that? I think you mentioned it on the onboarding. Starts there, like the onboarding call and that handoff, um, and I, I mean I can see it happening there with just like you're talking churn, and burn, so they've got them set up sure. a certain way. And they literally they probably just duplicated the same campaign. Everything, it's right? Just, it was. Yeah. When we looked
1: like, at the, the search terms, everything was exactly yeah. all, three, all stores, three stores, all different geos. Yeah.
0: Yeah. All different, like you go after different customers, right? You were yep. saying this store does a little bit heavier secondary, one's whatever. Mil-
1: One has military town, the other one's close to an air force base. Here we're close to. This is a different markets, so we're doing different landing pages, different to drive traffic to those pages, and it didn't. That never it happened. Didn't come to life. We're still working on the landing pages.
0: We are, and we're still yes. working on some SEO okay, and up. some basics. We've got a bunch of GA issues, and again, when you run into Google Analytics issues, it's it it sucks because we can't do anything. Right. Right. I mean, last month's data off. is is shot because we had a three percent bounce rate. So we know something's broken, right? I mean, it's yeah. an obvious indicator. Yep. Yep. And we found out that it was a bunch of Google tag managers with a company that doesn't even believe in Google yep. Analytics. So it's even more confusing. But when you when you see it, Matt, how do you guys kind of isolate and dig in to fix those issues? Just let's talk about the when we saw the 3% bounce rate and we kind of sent the flag out. What does Reunion do next on behalf of the
2: client? Yeah, so we'll pull together. Probably put it in an email just so we have documentation. We'll pull all together, and say this is your problem, and we'll screenshots make it as easy for anyone on support side to understand this is exactly why this is happening. We'll send it over, and we'll probably follow up with a call, and say hey, this is why your three percent bouncer is happening. We've seen it ten times before or more. We know that, um, and then we'll pretty much say here's the information, here's how we're going to approach it, and then we got to just hope that they'll. Hope the vendor that you're about to do with yes. doesn't. Yes. Yeah. Because I mean, there's only so much we can do on our end too. So, uh,
0: but not because your client doesn't allow, because the back end, because the yes. website company, the provider yes. doesn't allow you the access that you could. You could do. Correct. But yeah. if you had more access, you could do more. Is that right? Is that what no fair? Or but yeah, just but even it, it
2: goes all the way to how they're structured in the beginning, like. If more access would probably break things, dude. So it was poor, I'd say, not set up properly
0: in the beginning. Got you. The, so the sites weren't set up for Google Analytics properly in the beginning, and we'd never take time to change that, so now we just keep putting tag it's manager on tag, 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 tag yeah. Yeah. Even if it
1: directly negatively affects their client. Yes. That's got to be good. Yeah. Yeah. And it's and then, bad, because I mean, who's supposed to discover this stuff? I mean, you'll think. But I, I will. On, yeah. on the third of the following month, like, well, I'm not going to know it mid-month, yeah, that's yeah. not who I am, I you That's know? the sad part. Right. If I don't find it and I don't get with you guys, right. it doesn't get discovered, it seems like. Right, and imagine if you didn't have, this sounds really self imploring but imagine if you didn't have us
0: and you didn't have partners. Like, where would Marty be right now if he didn't have the partners that are sitting in the room? How frustrating would your life be? What decisions would you be able to come to? I don't probably don't come to it much. I would have nothing to look at. But you have no time? Yeah. Yeah, see, that's the thing. They need partners. They need it's, it, Because none of us exist, you, me, the company he's referring to, or anybody else, without him. Yet it seems like you're like the last person to be considered with these big firms about, well, how's Marty going to feel? And this idea that you're a small store, um, I'm sorry, a million dollars is small nothing. Right. If, 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 if Reunion had a million dollar client, <coughs> what, I mean, that would be put higher on the list, but there'd be, there'd be a touch more like focus, yeah. right, than the guy who spends $1,000 a month, $12,000 a year with you. The guy spends a million dollars. You're going to want to make sure everything is, is pretty perfect. Matt, how can dealers who are out there, dealing with vendors who don't have you, don't have me, don't have a Marty? What do you, what's one thing you'd say to them when dealing with vendors? It's important from not only your time at reunion, but when you were kind of the vendor management for the for the LEAF side of things. Yeah. What is what is one or two things that's important about vetting a vendor or understanding about a vendor that you think is,
2: is is knowledgeable for these guys? I'd say cut out the shiny objects, the fluff. Um, well, you guys both brought that up today. That must be weird. my podcast was running around the reunion offices here. Yeah, it's awesome. Um, shiny object syndrome is no good for anyone. No, no, and I think that really. And not letting, uh, not coming in even with unrealistic expectations, but coming in and be like, like you said, incremental change. Lay out the goals um, and don't let them give you a glamorous pitch. I would ask for, honestly, references. I'd ask for references, um, test. And so, like, one thing that we always would recommend at the other stores I worked with were um, we wouldn't go all in. We'd be like, you need to prove yourself here. Um, and then also, too, talk about transparency. I would, hey, If we go with you, what do we own? Do we have access to everything? Can I call you and, yeah, who am I going to talk to? Is it going to be that same person every time? But Um, this goes back to the AdWords discussion. Because when I first met you,
0: I said, all right, well, let's look at AdWords. And you said, I don't own it. It's not mine. It's someone else's. Now you do own it. Now we do own it. Correct. And the help of Reunion tied that together to the GA. Granted, even though the data is slightly compromised given the bounce rates and all of these things, we can still make educated thoughts around what we see, right? I mean, if, yeah. the, data was, if the data was compromised in May and in June, then looking yeah. at both side by side, we can still say something, right? Because we don't want to make a yeah. waste of that. Marty, when you look at data, what's the most important thing for you? Is it leads? Is it users? Is it, what, what is it? Not the, I don't know how much you look at GA anymore now that you have guys like
1: me and him. Around. I do look at the GA, but since we made the transition, I don't know how great it is. That's what I'm relying on you guys for. Right. Um, obviously, we like lead count. I uh, like the quality of leads and conversions. Um,
0: quality of leads and conversions. Yeah. You're so stopping yourself short of selling, selling cars, which I feel like you know is your responsibility. Now,
1: right. right. Selling cars is definitely what, it's, you know, what we got to do. Yeah, but that's the store's job, right? It's not really right. a marketer's job. In the, in yeah, I got to bring these share. guys relevant traffic. Good leads, you know, quality customers, on on different levels.
0: And that's the that's the biggest part. Of it. When you have when you have the changes now, are do you find yourself being gun shy to making changes given this whole thing, or are you kind of, or are you just saying, you know, what I've learned enough now,
1: I feel even more you know uh, aware of what could happen. I would say a little gun shy, but that, you know, I've worked with a couple of different vendors in the last couple of years, and it seems like as I'm narrowing it down after this experience. They all try to give you that that shiny object. That big sales pitch. Yeah. Right. Where everything's gonna be glamorous. Everything's gonna be great. It's all gonna tie in together. It's all gonna work. Did anything in the sales pitch come
0: together? A year and a half later, anything? Yeah. I, I want to hear. I want to hear any highlight I can give.
1: Unfortunately, no. No. No.
0: You guys were sold, and you guys were sold at a big event, right? Where these things. Yeah. Where these things happen.
1: We're still getting hit. You know, from the DMS side, still trying to put all that together. My poor accounting offices are, are still best. a mess.
0: Not only because of the hurricane, unfortunately, oh, but, yeah. but the hurricane made it worse because oh, was that already made it worse. an issue.
1: Yeah, but we're just looking at, you know, on the financial side, just uh, what the owner wants to look at from the install, for the, from the DMS side. It's, it's been a tough transition all the way around.
0: So the, the promise came up uh, slightly short the year.
1: Very much so.
0: And like I said, you were sold at a big event. You were sold at one of the big digital dealers. You're going to the next one up here in Vegas. Yep. What are you looking for?
1: I like to go out, network, meet with people, go talk to the vendors we're currently doing, using, seeing what they're saying. What are they promising now? And, and see what I can take away from that. Um, see if they're still throwing the same things out there that they sold us. It was a good idea, it all sounds good you know, when, when you're out there and listening to it. But yeah, when I go to digital, it's a, a, lot of, a lot of it's to me is networking, seeing what's working for some dealers. Uh, that are in our shoes in different markets, but every market's different, every dealership's different. Sure. Um, but yeah, I like to go out and talk to the current companies where I'm used to using. Then I might have three or four companies we're looking to gear towards and go and probably do a demo with them. And you use it as
0: education? you go lot. Uh, absolutely. And you go to the breakouts, or do you just like to walk around the building? I do the breakouts as well. So you go in there
1: as well? Yep.
0: You yeah, We've got, we've got, Dave will be out there from the union market. He'll be speaking at Digital Dealer, awesome. which will be exciting. Um, and, and those are, again, that's why we like going to those events so that we can learn as well. Yep. Matt, from a vendor side, and I know you've been to a few. When you go out to these shows, is it, is it about kind of just networking educating the same way, just trying to meet dealers, or do you guys also look at competition of your space and vendors,
2: etc.? cetera? I would say we use it, um, well, we'd like to use it to meet with our current clients. Any of that are out there, like we'll, we definitely want to do that. And then really it's for education. Uh, I'd say, not even for me when I'm there, it's not necessarily to learn what everyone else is saying. I like to keep a pulse on that. But also for like, when Dave's speaking, like, what's he saying? And push that message out. Because I think it's strong um, when we're talking about like, the data and how it, it's important. So um, for us, it's a little twofold, but um, at the end of the day, I think we're always trying to say what's best for the dealership is what we're putting out there. What's best for the dealership. And that usually resonates well because it's honest and it's what we care about. And and moving forward, but that's what we all hope to do. Marty, when
0: you get references, someone says, here's the new vendor, here's a reference. Mm -hmm. Are you someone who actually calls a reference or do you just take a reference and put it in the trash?
1: We do call the reference. We do. And we try to not always get the good reference. We want the guy to cancel on We want the bad references. I've never thought about asking. Do they yeah. give them to you? I think we've had one or two that might have phone one out there. Because <laughs> you're right. Usually it's the sales guy coming out there, so it's probably not. I'm sitting thinking, I don't it. know that I'm going to do that. Yeah. But, but
0: if that goes back to transparency, I'm right. not going to share with you that. Yeah. Uh, maybe I'm not as interested in dealing it's
1: with it. it was, you know, what happened? Where? What was the breakdown at? Maybe it was something we could live with and avoid going forward. Maybe it's just not a, a good match for us. So I think it's. That's important. Because in your question. position, to
0: ask that question
1: will automatically show someone's
0: transparency. Yeah. Or they'll be like, you know what? I'm out. I'm good. I don't need to talk to this guy about
1: this. So I'm going to move on. Yeah. Too many skeletons in the closet. Yeah, Too many skeletons in the closet. I mean, they're all going to give you good references. I mean, while most of them want to give you a bad reference. Right. Well, you know <laughs> so why? though. Right. Here's how
0: I feel about it. Uh, I'm a huge baseball nut. Right. I And the best baseball player ever. <clears throat> best batting average ever. You only hit the ball four out of ten times. He failed six percent of the time, and he's the best hitter in the history of baseball. How's that happen? Well, because this you gotta you got to make sure you understand what's expected, and what's expected of a baseball player is a 300 average. If you can hit 400, you're unbelievable. Viewers, all I ever hear about from a vendor is, ah, it's, everything's a home run. Everything's great. It's impossible. It's impossible. Yeah, it and I, I I admit to my mistakes more now than I did when I was younger, obviously. A lot of that is because I have a wife who's honest with me and tells me when I do wrong. But from your side, how do you guys know, obviously, you're going to hear it from a dealer. But are there things internally that kind of poke their head out and say, whoa, 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 we got to get ahead of this before this becomes an issue at our company?
2: Yeah, I'd say. Support, I guess, is number one that I would say to you guys. Like client-facing support? Yeah. yeah. Um, that's another thing that if there's an issue, so say specifically if it's like, a client, like. That's something we bring up. Like we never try to hide anything because you're right. You'll you're gonna find it. They're gonna hear about it. So like, even working with you, one thing we do for every every review, what are the things that are not going? Well? Correct. Well, that's what I ask you yeah. for, right? And that's something that I think a lot of companies um, wonder,
0: Sean. Why are you asking us for for the bad, right? Well, it's because I want the good, the bad, and the ugly. Because we're not gonna get better if everyone comes in and just shoots rainbows in the sky. Not another way life yeah, is, yeah. Right?
2: right? Especially day to day. I
0: mean, you're dealing with a hurricane God's sakes. You didn't wake up last month thinking that was going to be
2: impacting your September business. Nope.
0: But here it is, yep. right? And life doesn't always go perfectly. Um, if you hear a dealer or if you hear a vendor say to you, yeah, man, now you can ask for our bad reference, but we don't have any," is that kind of like a red flag for you? Or we go, uh, how's that possible?
1: I'd say sure. I mean, even from a consumer standpoint, when you look at reviews online and you see, you know, 5.0 from 300 reviews, fair. You know, yeah, I mean, right. It's, it's hard to do a <laughs> 5.0. You're gonna upset, dump somebody. I mean, whether you're a vendor, whether you're a consumer, you know, I'm sure there's gonna be a reference that they could give us that things didn't work out. Whether the, you know, they dropped the ball on a website or a SEO or a paid search campaign or rep management. Right. Sure they, they, they dropped the ball. like it. Yeah. They had a.
0: And to be fair, we, we, we're in an industry position at Carbiz because we sit between dealer and vendor, kind of as I am now. Um, but we also are able to say sometimes it's the vendor's fault. Sometimes it's the dealer's fault. Okay. There There is a joint um, responsibility to the end goal. Right. And I think it's really easy for you to blame him. Mm-hmm. I find that. Only the really, really selfish vendors will blame dealers. I've heard it, though. It's (laughs) totally, I wish I could sit here and say it doesn't happen. But there are vendors who are like, well, that dealer. The thing is, they're not wrong when they say that. Because the dealer may have never gotten back to him, returned a phone call. I mean, Matt, come on. Does every dealer just pick up the phone call when Matt calls? No. 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 I mean, I'd like to think Marty picks it every time he sees my name. It might be the opposite, you know. It might be like, ah, shot, Sean. I'm gonna that to that? ignore. But, but the point is, is
2: that, that that kind of quick
0: response is what makes the difference for me. Yeah. Is is speed something Reunion
2: focuses on on their on their client facing side? Yeah, absolutely. Like we put hard timelines on it. To really? Make, yeah. So Talk me through what does that mean? So if you call and we're in a meeting, uh, they have to get back to you within an hour with a phone call. So one hour. That they're returning a call, email. We say within two, but as fast as possible. So anything nope. over that is too long.
0: Because you guys do love yeah. your meetings. We well, right.
2: our marketing oh, for Mondays. Our mar- that's all day. Our market, oh, okay. uh, yeah. we try, yeah. We've done a good job of our marketing consultants. We're keeping them out as many meetings as possible. So, okay, you are. Yeah, yeah, I can yeah. always get a hold of Nikki. Yeah, you so, guys, yeah. maybe not so much Nikki. Maybe, me, niche. maybe She's not, on. but I'm also not. No, but I'll always get a
0: text yes. <laughs> uh, in a meeting. It's, uh, it's pre filled right in the Matt's phone to hit exactly, it. But yeah. that's because you're trying to make sure that you're looking over everything. I joke yeah. about your guys' yeah. meetings but you're doing things in them. It's not a meeting to have a meeting, Correct. right? Yeah. Which, that's why I got out of corporate America because it's just meetings about meetings about meetings. In the car business, we don't do that. Yeah. The car business, we meet to yell at you, praise you, or get ready for Saturday. Yeah. Is that fair? I mean, those round, are the three meetings. Right. Yeah. And the yelling meetings are typically not nearly as fun as the Saturday meetings. Sometimes those are the same meeting. Right? That yeah, happens. And so, you deal with, when you go
1: to deal with a vendor and Matt talks about response times, that's important to you. Very much. Right. Absolutely. And
0: how many tell you this expectation that Matt just told you up front? Because I feel like it's very few.
1: Very few. Okay. And that's one of the things that we ask for as we're betting out vendors. You know, what's your support team like? Will you Who have them? your own? Will you have your own rep? Like yep. that's all part of your question and answer. Absolutely.
0: And yeah. someone says no, you call into the hotline.
1: Right. How does that make Marty feel? Not good. Not good. Yeah, you got to sit on hold, talk to somebody that's in. There's nothing about what's going on in yeah. your dealership and your in your campaigns, your strategies, so that's... Not helpful. helpful. No. (laughs) You gotta leave a message, have them call you back. And wait for them. And you know, as dealers, we gotta, I try to be as mindful, you know, make sure I get back to you guys on phone calls, get back to you guys on emails. I mean, we have a responsibility, so that is huge. I like to hear
0: that though. I like to hear a dealer say it's important to get back to us. Because I don't necessarily feel like that, and that's okay, like my, my operations director always says to me, Sean, because I get like, man, I haven't heard from so-and-so in four weeks. What do you think's up? And him looking at me, he'll go, hey, dude, this is our world right here. This ain't theirs. So like our 40 stores, that's all we're worried about. These dudes are worried about all this other stuff. So just relax. And I, 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 but I pride myself on being available. Now, my company, different than this company, you've never talked to anyone at my company but me until, right. until you met my CFO today. Right. That's it. Right? So that's different in how I do my thing, but that's how we set it up. You guys do it similarly because your agents only work with a, with that client, right? Correct. And you have a max on your agents. I feel like you and I've talked in the past where you want
2: to make sure they don't get over that threshold. Yeah. So just the max is a number of variables. Yeah, we can handle. But it, it'll all come down to are they hitting the expectations of response time. If they can't respond than they probably have too many. And how are you seeing this? Is this a CRM? I mean, I'm, I'm so being honest with really well, you. Well, we know. We, we do know. time tracking and we're yeah. able to look into this. So, uh, But also, too, just by having conversations with them. I mean, the marketing consultants are meeting weekly with their managers, talking through priority and issues they're having, and uh, they're training on how to handle that. And so they would be the one that would say, hey, this, this person's got too much on their plate, or they're struggling to get ahead. Got so, it. So we're Constantly monitoring that, monitoring the size of the accounts, yeah. what happens, yeah. that. because I think that's an, I think that's an, yeah, right. Yeah, it's an
0: important part Absolutely. for the dealer side because then he feels like he's always getting the support he needs. Yep. Right, and that's something that plays into it for you. So you knew, hey, this is gonna be my marketing agent. That's just the way it is. Um, I think I've been with you guys since your inception. I think my company's rolled over. I want to say only like one or two marketing agents in our history together which to me is an impressive number, a um, uh, very, very impressive number. One of the other things I like about Reunion, Marty, you tell me if you like it too. I like the fact that I don't have to email and open some sort of a ticket. yeah, Or some sort of a system has to be open and then I've got to track it through and I've got to watch the process. I don't know why I'm responsible for watching your work. It's very much like self-checkout for me. I feel like I should get a discount at self-checkout. Because I, when I, I'm doing your job. If you don't need that person, then why am I not being paid and compensated for registering my own groceries. Check out and bag your own stuff, yeah. Is that that's what I mean? So yeah. if, if you had to do it on your own and you didn't have the support, then it would be whatever. But if you have someone, then they should take a, You shouldn't have to spend as much time. Yeah. And that's what you find with their, with, again, you're only a month in. Um, I think you'll find that to be even more the case. Marty, when, when you hear about a vendor turnover, right, because gosh, I know you've dealt with. How does a dealer deal with yet another rep changeover? Because it doesn't happen at reunion very often, but I know it happens everywhere else.
1: As far as having just a. Yeah, what do you do? Do you just have to go
0: back through and have the same conversation same from day one?
1: Start it all over again. Pick up where you left off. This
0: is just like calling direct TV yes. when I tell the first
1: lady all oh, my problems. And they She pass transfers you off me, right? You, yeah, before you want to cancel, they want to send you to somebody else and re explain your. And that she picks up and goes, well, what's
0: the problem? It's like, <laughs> well, why do you think I'm in the yeah. saving department, right? Do yeah. you think I'm here for my health? No, I'm here because we have a problem. Yep. Um,
1: very frustrated.
0: Very frustrated. Yeah. So the changeover, and not that these guys can do a ton about that from a, from a company standpoint, I mean, if people are going to quit their jobs, you're going to quit. Sure. All right. Going to happen. But how they handle it for you, I think, is important. Yeah. Right. What yeah. do you expect when a vendor changes over? Do you expect uh, management
1: to reach out and explain it? Like, how's the walkthrough go through? Absolutely. I would think they would come in and explain to us, hey, we had a transition. We got so-and-so either moving up in a company. We hear a lot of that. Sure. You know, so-and-so is leaving this department, excelling to another department. This is what's going on. They'll bring them in, sit them in on maybe one or two Roundtable conversations. Transitions. Yeah, let them know what's going on, where we're at, what we're gonna as a deal, what we should expect, and then we'll voice what we should hopefully see and expect going forward.
0: And that's and that's right then and there. You put all the expectations on the table. Yeah, you're they someone who's knows. very clear about their expectations. At least with me, are you that way with all vendors? You say, look, I expect this yep. from you. Nothing more, nothing less. This is it. Yeah, that's how you do. Because yep. you and I have been through, we made cha- some changes to uh, some of the big three accounts, right? Some of the Auto Trader stuff. cars.com car whatever. Records, yeah. When you had those deals, we were looking at it, we were making decisions based on data. Yeah. That's what we were saying. We weren't saying how we feel the data. Would that, would you recommend that's what most people do is try to, try to approach their data and try to understand it better?
1: I would say so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sure because it's, it's a big part of it. Yeah, look at the data, month over month, year over year. Yeah, it's changing. Customer behavior is changing. Um, some, we get more leads from some than some vendors than others, so you can't really just base it all off leads. Right, but, th-
0: but the idea that all three of your stores are the same is false. Yeah. The idea that all, that all vendors that work at Clayton will work at Wilmington, that will work at Goldsboro is no. false.
2: Correct,
1: yeah, that doesn't. But
0: when they come to you, they say to you, Marty, it's in this store, it's good for this store, it's good for that store. they do. Yeah. But you know, yeah. that's not right. Nope. And Matt, when someone like Marty, if he said to you, hey Matt, we're cool, we'd like to bring you in one out of three, mm-hmm. does Matt view that as, as, as the ultimate challenge? Or does he say, well, where are the other two? Like, why am I not getting all three? How do you
2: view that as a benefit? I, I mean, internally we view that as an opportunity. It's prove our value for the one, we're probably, they're going to want to work this for the others um, yeah i wouldn't say we do that as that's just a challenge um, and that happens actually i think a lot of times that will come up and they'll say "Well, prove to us and it's okay good and we and we actually internally like the person working on the account they know that they're like hey if i do a good job there's a chance i can work with some more and that kind of gives a little motivation to them um, and it's something too that we'll just check on like how's the other one's doing anything you can provide can you provide value for it even though we're not but that's what I get worried about, right? Yeah. That's this my biggest fear for guys in yeah. this position is like, Marty's got
0: one store and he's got the Wilmington store. But then all of a sudden, Matt's phone's ringing, he's like, so I got this problem down in Goldsboro and I've got this problem over here. And you start kind of having to do work for oh. free, right? Where do you draw that trying to get new stores but trying to
2: go above and beyond for the client? I'd say just making it clear up front. Like expectations. Expectations, yeah. And that's what we, I think you and I have done a good job of saying, hey, this is what they need, can you do it? Yeah, yeah, we can do that. And so, if there were ever to be a case where we're spending too much time, and we do time tracking, so you can't, it, 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 the person internally would be like administrative work, you know, they would be like, who's this? And it's like, oh, it's a client we don't even have, and like we could see into that, so they know, like if it's not a client that we have, that they need to be upfront with management or even with the dealership saying, hey, if you want this level of service, you need to talk to our sales team or we need to get something in motion. I was gonna say, here we go. let y'all yeah, way back to the sales team, right? I was gonna say the reason
0: we got one out on of three is because Chad's weak. He uh, could close yeah, the other two, right? I mean, uh, oh no, oh no, look at Jimmy you. you wouldn't say that <laughs> though. Alright, it wasn't Chad it Was, Chad. <laughs> it was Chad. the change Dealer wanted to make the deal. But you dealt with Chad. Yeah. You dealt with the sales guy. Yeah, I did. Do you feel like that much changed from what Chad told you was gonna happen in his company to what happened now? No. No at all. And I think that's. I mean, again, it could be set up. He's a co-founder. He looks at his company as we own it, yep. right? And I don't think. I don't think the guy working at the company you're dealing with now, getting paid eighteen dollars an hour, cares about the company in the way that these guys care about the company. Absolutely. Yeah. So, so size isn't isn't uh, size does not matter. It is not great for this discussion. You don't want to be bigger is better because yeah. you feel like you're disconnected because yeah. there's not enough good help. Yeah. That's a big part of it. Let me ask you this: If you had had to do it over. You're doing it over currently. You want it over. are doing it over but currently. But Marty, how Marty, how how, what are you hoping to get as the end result when this whole thing is?
1: Gosh. Um, I, I just want to see everything come together and actually function. I want to see it all work, you know, as a whole. These and are such I basic wants. And I don't think there's um, – you know, we talked about it over the last couple of years, trying to bring everything together, even on the accounting side. We have different vendors, a vendor here, a vendor there. I don't think there's a that's a bad thing no. after all this. I think if you can have a vendor that's great for your chat, and you have a vendor that's great for your website, and you have a vendor that can do your SEO and your PPC, maybe tie those together, you know, I think that's... It's okay to a, keep separate. That's it. okay. I think it, I've seen it, and I've done it in the past, and it works to try to figure out all these dynamics and, just uh, the data, the feeds, you would think they'd all come together because they're all one company, but I have yet to see it work from my CRM reporting to my DMS feeds to price syndication. I mean, you would think my DMS would match what goes out in my inventory management pricing. You would. And it just... They haven't. Because and what and happens, happens is... happens over time, but it's trial and error.
0: Well, right, but then what happens is they're so worried about the next acquisition, they haven't even integrated the current acquisition. That's right. And that's what I find is the problem, right? So they go out and buy a paid search company um, out of one of my favorite paid search companies ever out of the mountain states called Haystack Media. This is back eight, nine years ago. Mm -hmm. And they were awesome. They were right out our back door. They were so cool. I was running stores in Colorado. They were great. And they got acquired by the behemoth. The guys I dealt with were gone. They were like, well, we didn't, the guys who wanted the company sold it. So all the support staff that I dealt with didn't want to be a part of that transition, so they bolted. Right. When you have support staff that you deal with that you like, do you find you always kind of tie yourself and give your vendor an additional opportunity if you're getting along and have a good relationship with that marketing consultant? Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense I though. it does. That seems fair. Yeah. You do it in a human element. Yeah. Right? You do it for a friend of yours. Yeah. So, you give people a shot as long as they feel, you feel like they're working with you. Yeah. Trying to make you better. Sure. I feel the, I feel the same. Well, we're going to get to the end of this whole thing. So what I like to do at the end of every show is I like to give a couple of takeaways for the audience to have. Um, my, my two takeaways, and I hope I don't steal any here, so I know we're all writing things down. Matt doesn't have to He's just Got it all up here. Uh, but I have bigger is not better, and I have aligning your process. I think it's important that aligning your process come. So bigger is not better. That's for our dealer friends. But aligning the process and understanding retail is for our vendor friends. Matt dealer school that sounds very cool yeah and I wish I would have known ahead of time because I could have prepared curriculum I could have come in today and done for you because I think it's so important that you continue to do that Uh,
2: so what do you take away from today's discussion that you think dealers just have to hear I think just Marty talked about it a few times was just uh you dealers also just lay the expectations out up front let's make sure you're a vendor and you align on it get it in writing agree that this is what I want, this is what we can provide, and make sure there's no sloppy handoff from sales. Um, And then really the other thing too is just, not every store, I mean, even though it's easy to think they're all the same, they're not, and like you, for example, you have three stores here in North Carolina, they're not that far from each other, but they're all different. Vastly different in their approaches. Yeah, and then that same thing with vendors too, it's like, all vendors aren't the same. Either, so. No, and just yeah. don't don't accept standard stock. Yeah. You know, expect to be treated
0: differently. Yeah. Don't just be a number. Be someone who actually you know is cared about. Yeah. Marty, you are the dealer in the room, so it's important that we hear from you last. What is it that dealers need to take
1: away from our brief forty-minute vendor-based discussion today? You know, um, from a dealer standpoint, I would say definitely do your homework. We talked about it, but bigger is not better. I'm very competitive. I like to see what my competition is doing, but I wouldn't try to mirror what you're doing with your competitor when you talk about vendors, if you see them using certain providers. So I would reach out to them, demo them. Uh, ask for, ask the, for the, ask good, the good and, and the bad. The bad. What, where to, where the breakdown go? And, and definitely get involved in that. Call that dealer, call that dealer principal, the e-commerce guy, and see what happened. Because you might be able to work around that. Um, and find a unique fit for your store, your dealer group. But uh, yeah, just definitely gotta, gotta dig in, get the what went wrong, at, you know. Don't make the same mistakes. Don't make basically. the same mistakes, yeah. Look at the provider and move on from there. Yeah, Well, There's, each vendor has its own strengths, you know, so don't be afraid to pick and choose your battles. And don't feel like you have to get it all under one rooftop. Yeah.
0: And don't go chasing that shiny object down the street because it probably doesn't pay. Nope. It doesn't. Well, gentlemen, thank you so much for being on the show. We really appreciate it. And everybody, thanks a lot for watching and we look forward to seeing you in the next episode.